Hello, and welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. There is unlimited grace for us today, no matter what happens, because of who Jesus is and what He has done. I'm Tiffany Lyons, and I'll be your host. Today, we're looking at 1 Corinthians 1, 18 and 22 through 25. Here's what it says. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Greeks, but to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ has the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. You know, in this passage, we see how different people have different perspectives on this incredible truth of the cross and this incredible truth of wisdom being found in Jesus. You know, the first couple things that we see is that, see, the Jews, they demand signs and Greeks, they look for wisdom. And then there's this whole other category and it's talking about us as Christians and that we preach Christ crucified and it's actually a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Greeks. So many of us, if we call ourselves believers, we look at this symbol of the cross as a symbol of life, and it's extraordinary. But to others who don't know Jesus as Savior, especially to maybe even Romans in this time, they look at the symbol of the cross as death. In these verses, we also see that because as Christians, we preach Christ crucified, it can actually be a stumbling block to the Jews. And catch this, it's foolishness to Gentiles. So because we preach Christ crucified as something that we celebrate, the something that we can hold on to as this incredible new life in Christ, it makes sense to us, but people who don't know Jesus, who are far from God, they look at what we celebrate, they look at this Christ crucified and they think, what foolishness. I can't believe you would ever think that this could actually impact your life. I can't believe that you have given given your life to what I view as foolishness. That's what people who are far from God might think. Do you know anybody in your life who perhaps thinks that you are foolish because you preach Christ crucified, because you celebrate that Jesus actually died on a cross and rose again and offers us life and life to the full. He offers us eternal life. Is there anybody in your life who thinks you're a fool for believing that? Do you remember the time before you actually accepted Jesus to be your savior? Did you think it was foolish? Did it seem kind of crazy that you would actually think that this man who died on a cross over 2,000 years ago could actually impact your life today? Today, we're looking at perspectives, perspectives of people who believe in this Jesus and perspectives of people who might look at our belief in Christ as foolish. And I started to think about 
how several years ago I went swimming with my little brother, James. And my little brother, James, he is incredible. He has Down syndrome and he is just such a delight. And James does not know how to swim, although he thinks he does. And so I remember that we were at this pool and this pool happened to have like this incredible slide. Now, I'm not talking about just a regular old slide. I'm talking about one of those twisty slides that has water running through it so that you can go extra fast and pick up some speed. It's an incredible slide. But here's the cool part is this slide was actually dumping into the shallow end of the pool. So I started to think this is the perfect thing for James. I mean, he can have a blast and then he doesn't have to swim when he gets dumped out the other side. It'll be amazing. And so I convinced James, James, you got to do this slide. It's going to be so fun. And at first he was a little scared. He wasn't sure that he could actually do it. But I convince him. He gets out of the pool. He walks up the stairs. He looks at me. He gives me a thumbs up with so much pride. And then he is about to get into the slide. Now I had decided that the best place for me to be was on the end of the slide so that just in case he gets a little disoriented, I could make sure and make sure he's okay. And so he's up there at the top all by himself. I give him a thumbs up and then he disappears to go into the slide. And that's when I start to look at the end of the slide. So ready for that moment where James comes through the slide and I'm watching and I'm watching And several moments go by and there's no James. And I look up at the top and there's no James. And so I start to freak out. I see the lifeguard. He starts to stand up and then sit back down and then stand up. He's looking at James and not sure what to do. And so I run out of the pool and I come to the top of the stairs to find James with his head down, holding on to the side of the slide because he is so scared to let go. Water is pummeling his face. And so he is just like holding on for dear life because he thinks that if he lets go, it's the end for him. And so he is just completely terrified with water coming at his face. He does not want to let go because he's not sure that he's going to survive the slide. And so I grab him and I'm like, buddy, you got to let go. I'm going to get you out of here. But he's so scared. He doesn't want to let go because he thinks that if he lets go, the only amount of control that he has is holding on. It's the only thing that he has that can actually control this moment. And if he lets go, then he loses all of his control, which seems so counterintuitive. It seems foolish to let go when that's the only hold you have on what's going on in your world at that moment. And that was where James was. And I had to convince him, buddy, I've got my arms around you. You can let go because I've got you. And finally, he let go. And when he let go, I was able to pick him up and pull him to the side. And he looked at me and with much enthusiasm, he said, Tiff, you saved my life. You saved my life. I mean, this boy was ecstatic to this day. This story is famous in our family. He'll look at me from time to time and he'll say, Tiff, you remember you saved my life. And it's the sweetest thing. You know, the truth of the matter is, I didn't save his life. He really was going to be fine. But in his mind, this was one of those life and death situations. And what he thought made so much sense 
to hold on for dear life, to not let go on the one thing he had control of, his hands, his fingers wrapped around the edge of the slide. That was the only thing that was within his control. And it seemed foolish to let go. It seemed foolish to actually let go and allow me to pick him up because he wasn't quite sure what would happen. The Kellers, they describe this upside down nature of divine wisdom. The way up is down. The way to lead is to serve. The way to get happiness is to seek happiness, not for yourself, but for others. The way to be truly rich is to give wealth away to the world. All these practices seem foolish, but the cross shows them to be ultimate reality. When applied to daily life, they are consummate wisdom. And of course, divine wisdom begins with giving yourself completely to Jesus as he has given himself to you. To the world, that looks like a kind of suicide, but it is the way to life. So my question for you today, and it's the question the Kellers ask us, is where have you seen the foolishness of Christ turn out to be great wisdom? I mean, have you ever been struggling with money, but then you tithe? Have you ever wanted to rest on the weekend, but you ended up serving at church? You know, the world says to make sure it's fair in relationships. But see, Jesus says to be sacrificial in relationships. The world says you need to discover your identity. But Jesus says, I've already given you your identity. The world says you are the author of your story, but God says, give me the pen because I'm the author of your story. You know, it seems upside down to follow the ways of Jesus when the world is declaring something completely upside down and opposite. But if you've ever actually practiced letting go and doing it God's way, you would see that that is where true wisdom can be found. You would see that that is where true life can be lived. And so today, as you and I encounter different things that come our way and we try to figure out, okay, am I going to do what the world thinks is foolish Or am I going to pursue what the world calls wise? Am I going to live the upside down kingdom that God talks about? Or am I going to simply follow the flow and try to follow the way to happiness and wisdom and security that the world has to offer me? Here's what I know. That our feelings will not always match the way God wants us to live. There are going to be times that you know in your head that God is telling you to do one thing, but the feeling in your heart is screaming to do the opposite. Just like James did not want to let go of the slide because everything inside of him was screaming, hold on, hold on. This is the only way you're going to make it through the moment. But what he really needed to do was actually let go so that I could pull him out of that situation 
Perhaps there is something in your life where you are holding on, thinking this is the only way that you're going to get through. But what God wants to tell us today is that if you let go and you start to believe what the world thinks is foolish, but you actually believe that it is wise because Jesus says it's wise, it could actually give you the freedom that you need in this moment. Let's pray. God, would you help us be a people who cling to you? instead of what we think might be wisdom. God, would you help us when our feelings don't match what you tell us? Would you help us have the courage to say, I know it seems foolish in my own sight. I know the world thinks it's foolish, but I know that my God has declared it wise. So Lord, allow us to be these people who actually believe what you say is true. Because we really do know that that is where we will experience ultimate joy and fulfillment, ultimate wisdom, ultimate satisfaction. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks so much for allowing us to be a part of your day. Please be sure to subscribe and share. You can tune in tomorrow for fresh new content. And remember, no matter what happens, there is unlimited grace for us today because of who Jesus is and what he has done. For questions about service times and more, you can access all information about Mariner's Church by downloading the Mariner's app at your favorite app store, visiting the website at marinerschurch.org, or by finding us on Instagram, Instagram handle Mariner's Church. Till next time, have a great day.